The Urbanist, unfiltered. Sights and sounds from the Urban League. Straight, Straight up, no chaser. Welcome to The Urbanist, unfiltered, everyone. Hey, hey. It's been a long time, but we back. Man. Hey. This mic looks all new and shiny. It's it so sure different. It sure does. It looks like they got some nice little equipment in the new year. Yeah, we are in a new room, though. This does we look pretty good. We are in a new room. And while we're talking about new rooms, we might as well go ahead and acknowledge our wonderful partners, Wire Road Studios. Thanks for always having us, guys. We appreciate it. Most deaf. And as you all know, this podcast is about being straight up. No, no chaser. So let's get into the show. Today we're going to talk about mental health, relationships, and all types of fun things. My co-host James, mm-hmm. it's been four months. It's been too long. What's been going on in your life, sir? Well, you know. Tell the people. I I, I can't give them everything, but basically, start a new job. I enjoy it very much. Crazy. It's, it's It's going really well. What else is going on? Um month three in the marriage mm-hmm. hold on let me not mess up november december january february to your beautiful wife yes yes uh it has three months three months going on four it's been great uh i'm enjoying that a lot but there's been a whole lot going on out out here in the world between the oscar flub denzel should have won it oh. i said it i said it but um outside of that i'm I, i'm good i'm good Good. How you going to ask me about my life or no? <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're doing today. Sherelle, how is your life going? My life's great. I also have a new job. I'm very happy about it. It's keeping me busy, Look but that's you, good. I really wanted the challenge. Um, outside of that, really, it's just Urban League stuff, mm-hmm. trying to make sure, self-care, really, you know. That's important. I think we're going to talk about that. It today, is important. We? We'll get to that. And then also I've been um, trying to lose some pounds because uh, the summer is coming and I really want to be summertime fine. Summertime fine? I, I, I want to be all year fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I um I go to the gym at work and I when I wake up at 445 in the morning, I do boxing, um, you know, when I can. But it's hard, you know, keeping up with working out and doing all that stuff. Yeah, it is hard. But it's got to be done. Because the way the uh, current administration is going, ain't no telling how long we all have left on this earth. Right. So, anyway. I will say this. Mm -hmm. And at the end of January, people were inviting me to protest. And I'm like, I'm tired protesting. Man. (laughs) I just, I I need a break. I got a lot of invites on on Facebook, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And what I've seen, there's uh, a lot of groups that's been popping up Mm -hmm. in response to that. And it's very reminiscent of... The Tea Party movement. Mm-hmm. I think it was the summer of 2009 when all that stuff happened. But there's a lot of angry people. And I will try my best to reserve judgment, though I'm seeing that these people are newcomers to the process, to the democratic process. And what I mean by that is they've always been voters, but they've been silent voters. Mm-hmm. So now that the they are affected, they're coming out in droves to uh, stop you know, the current administration, which is fine. You know, I that's why sometimes I say to myself, I have to get out of my own way and just be as supportive as I can be, knowing full well that five years ago, four years ago, where they at, though? You know what I mean? Like, where they at, though? <laughs> where they at, though? Money dance on it. <laughs> anyway. All right. So. A shout out to Manola Bounce. <laughs> 
Oh, did you go to Mardi Gras? I did go to Mardi Gras. How, how was that? Mardi Gras 1, Shrill 0. <laughs> <laughs> but was it worth it? Was it one of those like you uh, know, those good losses? So typically in the spring, I'm very busy. Mm-hmm. And so it was the break that I needed because I know when I... Like when I return, that I'm just gonna be hitting yeah. the ground running. So okay. I needed it. It was worth it. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good old time in in the NOLA. Mm-hmm. So today, uh, the title of the episode is Millennial Survivor Kid. I don't know if we put that out there, but we want to make sure that the young people who listen to this podcast have a set of tools that they can use to survive in today's day and age. We're going to talk about uh, mental health. Give you a couple quick tips on how to de-stress throughout the week. And we're also going to talk about relationships. We're gonna cover uh, a number of areas with relationships. We're gonna talk about friendships, relationships with your family, and yes, the age old regular romantic relationships. We're gonna talk Mm -hmm. about that too. We may use uh, insecure to inform our discussion. We may not, it just depends on where the conversation goes. But uh, Sherelle, you ready to get this thing rolling? Been ready. Uh, rolling. (laughs) Okay, mental health. We're going to talk about it today. Sometimes it's largely overlooked, and that's something that cannot continue, especially in today's day and age with everything that's going on. We're always connected to our phones. We're always trying to finish up that next project that's going to take us to the next level in our jobs. Sometimes we're getting a whole lot of requests to protest on a certain movement. We have an administration that is constantly plugging news and throwing news at us constantly. So it can be kind of overwhelming. So I think that it's best that we kind of put some tips out there. Sherelle, what do you think about it? Oh, yeah. Man, there are a lot of things that you can do to preserve your goodness. Um, I like that. Preserve your goodness. Yes, and save your mind, your body, and your soul. Mental health is definitely important, but I really do believe that it's all in line with Mm -hmm. each other, mind, body, soul. And some of the things that I like to do, I like to bike. I have a bike. Oh, yeah, for hours. How how far do you go? Do you have like a trail that you go to or? no i don't have a trail so actually i like to just take b-cycle and ride B-cycle. around the city all right help me out what's that so it's just this bicycle sharing program that houston has and oh. you can for five dollars you can ride it for free for an hour well you can ride for free for an hour and then there's a charge after that there's a five dollar membership fee um but if you go to another station and click it in and out then you mm-hmm. keep having more hours and when i was in new orleans i rode around for like four hours oh wow yeah it was great <laughs> it was Jeez. so much fun <laughs> me right. and my friends you know you stop you get mm-hmm. some brunch you go another place you and it's watch. called b-cycle yeah b-cycle so date that idea Thank yes you. it's a great date idea okay. i just caution you don't do it when it's hot <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um your girl's not gonna like that <laughs> got you got you well the way houston's weather is you never can really tell right but... the way the weather is set okay. up is well that's not good fun. oh yeah i know for me when i think about trying to de-stress like so i'm a big political guy that's no secret you know, I, I ran uh, for office. I just finished a millennial engagement panel in Austin on Monday. Um, I Though I think it's important that you diversify your interests. So I think that's a good way to kind of de-stress and just get a, a mental uh, temperature of, of what's going on in your life. So what I mean by that is if I'm not watching 
you know, Morning Joe on MSNBC or reading what's going on in the Washington Post, I'm not going to lie to you. I still play Madden. I'm, I'm still playing video games. I'm doing that. Uh, I'm watching different TV that I like. I like Blackish. Of course, we talked mm-hmm, about that on the mm-hmm. podcast. I uh, still sw- play sports, um, you know, physical sports, not just the video games. So I think instead of just being focused on one thing, maybe um, I'm focused too much on my on my job or I have um, this podcast project yeah. that, that we're doing. If I'm too focused on, on that, I like to take a step back and just do something different, because if you get stuck in a rut, you can really lose your mind. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. We need as many soldiers on the field as possible. So what what other ways? Do you, you know, I, I do want to say that I really love to play softball. Okay. That is um, my happy place. Um, and outside of softball, another thing that, fun facts about Trail. Oh, we could do that. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I really, I really like to garden a lot. So I have Did an apartment. Yeah, I have an apartment. And so obviously I don't have a yard. So I've created a container garden. Okay. And I have bell peppers, tomatoes, herbs, everything. Okay. I've grown onions out of old onions so really? yeah i do it all yeah okay all right that's pretty good uh, i'm trying to think what else do i do i just did it i talked to myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's there's nothing wrong everyone with that. does it everyone does yeah. talk to themselves. now look i'm not saying have a full-fledged conversation at yourself too? no i'm not okay <laughs> no i'm not pointing <laughs> at myself right but having for me when I am trying to evaluate a, a situation or problem or try and find a solution, I personally find that it's best if I have a conversation. And I understand this sounds extremely weird, but you just got to hear me out. If you try and rationalize it with yourself first, it prevents you from saying something stupid <gasps> to the next person. Okay, And like I said, it doesn't have to be out loud. If you're having running a conscious stream of thoughts in your head, that's a way to you know kind of de-stress and figure out a situation before something bad happens it's kind of like writing that email without a sender Mm -hmm. and just letting it sit for a minute exactly reading over it before you press send right i'm I'm sure there are a lot of hr folks are clapping right now because please don't send that email (laughs) look i have sent an email and i'm like "Ah." probably shouldn't have said that i'm like (laughs) i think that i sound fine but yeah. it depends on how you read it. Um, gotcha. But yeah, outside of biking and gardening, I really like to paint. <clears throat> so you may find me doing, I like to paint under pressure. Okay. So I'll create, like, one thing I did was I painted the map of the world, mm-hmm. but I only gave myself, like, a weekend to complete it. Oh. And I had to stain the wood. I had to get the wood trim. I had to do all these things. Yeah. Um, so I really like to do that. And then I also, in the past, I've made mashup songs. Mashup songs? <laughs> yeah. So I did like this 90s mashup that I performed at my sister's wedding. You'll never hear it. <laughs> you so know, I'm about stop to ask. that face. I'm about to ask. Like, <laughs> but I will so you, say. So is it like karaoke? Like you got the real song in the back and you're No. Pretty... So I kind of like created this little beat. <laughs> Wait, you made the song and we're in a studio and you just now let me know this? How long we hold on. Hold on. That that might help me de stress. That sounds like a good mental tip for me. I mean, I really love music, so I just kinda of made a little beat and then I took some nineties songs and mashed them up together wherever they you know, yeah, see fit. I'm gonna have to hear that. No. It, it can be offline, but I'm gonna have to hear that. Oh no. That's pretty legit. <laughs> that's cool. All right. Well that that's good. I, I think 
one of the last things for me that I try and do, and I'm going to, I guess, call a co-host point of privilege and, and bring in uh, religion, I, I pray. You oh, know, yeah. I, I think it's incredibly important to uh, have have a good relationship uh, with God and, mm-hmm. and his son, Jesus Christ. I, I, I wholly heartedly, wholeheartedly uh, b- believe that because there are times when no matter how much you can paint or diversify your interests, mm-hmm. talk to yourself. Sometimes talking to the man upstairs is the best way to do it. You need the good God. Hello. Right. If you don't get in that word, you know, the world will take you. Oh, yes. Mm. So. Ooh, preach. <laughs> well, I do want to just add one more thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's kind of along the lines because the lady that I'm thinking about is my grandmother. And sometimes you just need a vent. Yeah. <laughs> and when I vent to her, she actually always leaves me with a good word. Oh, of like, course. Like, oh, girl, turn to your Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to look this up. And mm-hmm. the next time we talk, we're going to review what I gave you. So okay. all those things go hand in hand. and. Yeah, it's just what you need to do to stay right. Good. Yeah, it's it's important. Like I said, in, in 2017, we don't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So being able to unplug and, you know, use your way own way of de-stressing is very important. So we want to hear from you. Like always, you can hit us up at the urbanist at hallyp.org. Let us know some of your de-stress tips, mental health tips. If you're a mental health professional, you know, we, we'd love to hear from you. We're not professionals. We just know what works for us. Yeah. So let us know. This again, that's the urbanist at hallyp.org. Hit us up. All right, James. So it's I'm happy we spoke about mental health and what to do no to de stress and to be calm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what causes some stress. <laughs> <laughs> would, would that be relationships? <laughs> yes, it would be. And I have questions. Okay. We right. have things we need to talk about. Hurt Bay, <laughs> men, yeah. women, All right. family. And and it's not just romantic relationships it is family and friendships and all those things and knowing when to stay with someone and know when it's time to move on gotcha so let's get into this hurt bay all right how do you feel about it did you see the video i did i i I saw the video um the (laughs) the young lady decided to put herself out there she did and i yeah that was tough yeah that was hard to watch first of all that dude's a jerk let me just put that out there. Is he a jerk or is was he just being honest? Like, yeah, but if you're taking okay, if he took advantage of her. Like, oh yeah. And if if you if you're taking advantage of somebody, that's definition jerk. That's okay. like capital jerkhood. Okay. You You the chief. You the chief of, of being a jerk. And with with her, I mean, I I'd like to think I have a gift, and I can tell when I when there's like a delicate soul out there, and that oh, lady, yeah. that girl was just as sweet as can be. She didn't want to hurt nobody. She wanted a solid relationship. She, she wanted did. that Spellhouse relationship. Oh, okay. And then, you know, because, well, you know, she went to Spellman. Right. She went to Morehouse. Anyway. And he did her dirty. And the problem that I had, the whole reason out there's a hashtag Hurt Bay is because we love to see that stuff. Oh, yeah. But when it happens to us, we're all in our feelings. Oh, it's Hurt Bay. We don't want nobody oh. else to know about it. And that's a real issue. So I think... 
for her, it was probably going back to mental health. It was probably self-care for her Mm -hmm. to just hear it all. Like, let me just get it out right now and just tell me everything you got to tell me so I can move on with peace. Well, let me just say this. So there are a few points that because I've been (laughs) she's ready. I've been discussing this with several people. Ready. Um, There are a few points that I want to make first. To everyone out there, she made a great point that she didn't really like him when she first met him. Yeah, she did say So that. why'd you talk to him, girl? Like, well, you know, people... Uh, you ain't never said it before. You ain't never looked at a, a dude a second time, and like that smile, like that lip curl was just a little bit extra nice? No. No? Okay, you different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm normally just like, nah, I'm good. Because <laughs> I don't even want to find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, yeah. But I she's in I, college, though. I mean, I okay, let's, let's be real. In college, you didn't do that? No. Mm. If I could be a fly on the wall in A&M. All right. Well, first of all, I went to A&M for grad school, but undergrad, mm-hmm. I had one boyfriend. Okay. Really? When I think about it. You, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'd, I'd like to think in college, it's a time when people are, you know, they're finding themselves, they're, mm-hmm. they're experimenting, they're seeing, you know, their likes and their dislikes. So, I mean, she took a chance. I mean, she did take ordinarily a she wouldn't, maybe, I mean, I don't know her. I You'd like to think she wouldn't have given him a second chance, especially if she said she didn't like him. Yeah. But at the you same. You know, people mm-hmm. change. People yeah. change. So I get know. it. I mean, people do those things. It's fine. Um, but let's move on to my other point. Okay. What I mentioned before is that, so she was cheated on. <clears throat> I don't know what that is like but what i can say is that um i do understand unrequited love i think everyone has been in a situation mm-hmm. where you like somebody or someone really likes you yeah but you just not that into them yeah. and vice versa right and so i can get that and so i just was like oh girl <laughs> <laughs> oh girl yeah. i understand <laughs> the struggle um and yeah, I, you mentioned about getting closure, and one thing I definitely thought about watching that video is like closure never, it doesn't always feel good. Mm. Some people seek closure because they think like, oh, I'm going to feel better after this. That girl walked out of there crying. Hurt. Like, <laughs> hurt, yeah. bae. Right. So, that, closure actually, doesn't always feel that great. That's interesting that you would say that, because I'm one of those who feel like I need it, but I will be honest and say I haven't always gotten it. Yeah. And, and that I mean, hurts I'm here, too. I'm fine. Yeah. 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 But that's that's interesting. Sometimes hmm closure may not be a good thing. Oh no. Hmm. Okay. Well I know um most of our listeners have seen uh what's that show called? I think it's called Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was a hit. Oh, that one little Yeah, that one little that one little thing. Team Issa, Team Lawrence, all all that good stuff. Well we ain't getting into those teams yet. But oh. So I, I rewatched it for a little bit, and uh, I had a quick question for you. They mentioned in kind of episode one, the characters are going back and forth about their relationships, and Issa was in one that seemed very stagnated. So is there a age cut? Well, let me back up. Is there a time when you feel like you're getting tired of settling? Have you ever settled before? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think I caught her off guard with that one. Yes, you did. I think I caught her off guard. You know, that wasn't in the prep. <laughs> I didn't get to it. I didn't get to it. We had to keep rolling. 
So, um, have I ever settled? I want to say no, but I'm sure there are some things where I was just, you know, actually, when I think about it, there were some things where I was just like, oh, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine for now. Yeah, they'll grow out of it, and they didn't grow okay. out of it. Well, so that's that's good. That that's a good segue because I wanted to add on to that kind of settling thing because in the show they kind of discuss it and I think it's applicable to real life. Do you think there should be an age cutoff for marriage? Is there a time where you're just like, all right, I'm not going to find nobody. I'm, I'm good. Man, I'm single. So, yeah. you know, you have those times. I have friends who are older and some of them are still single too and they don't think that the mm-hmm. time will ever come. Um, I know that the closer I get to 30, the yeah. more I'm like, <laughs> Where he what's at? going on? <laughs> well, not necessarily that. I kind of, I, I do think I'm a little different. I kind of mm-hmm. just live my life for me, That's trying smart. to make myself happy and mm-hmm. trying to be the best me I can be. And I kind of feel like whenever that person does come, it's just meant to right. happen. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can just kind of. Is it going to happen? And then I think for a woman or even for a man, you start to think, well, do I want kids? Do I want kids alone? Yeah. Do I want to, you know, you kind of have to think about those options the older you get. And I I would say that probably starts to happen late 20s. No, no, that's definitely real. I I don't believe there's a cutoff. I think that sometimes the things that we do, the decisions that we make while we're younger can contribute to uh, being... I don't want to say being single because sometimes it's by choice. Sometimes you choose like, let me make these late twenties my grind years. Oh yeah. So when I'm when I hit thirty, I'm I'm in a place financially where I can support, you know, a wife or or you know be able to contribute to the household as a wife, you know, towards my husband or whatever the case may be. So I don't think that there, there I don't think there should be a cutoff. You know, never never give up on love. Never That's give up, up on love. Yeah. At all. I do want to say. <clears throat> That I am in this group, me, mm-hmm. and this one person made an interesting fact, a point, and I told my mom, and she got kind of like, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point was, and I want to get your perspective on it, it said, um, the older you get, the more baggage you'll have to deal with someone because of all those relationships mm. that they've been in in the past. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes there are there's an argument of, did someone marry too young? Yeah. Did someone marry? What are the pros and cons of marrying young and marrying older? And so what do you think about that? Do you think that we're all walking around being hurt bay <laughs> <laughs> the older we get because we've dealt, we've dated for decades? Yeah. Well, I mean, as you go through life, you're always going to, you're going to have something that sticks with you. Yeah. So it is true that you would have more baggage uh, the older you get. I will say with age comes maturity. So although you can go through all those situations, you're going to learn from each of them, or I hope you would learn. Right. I hope you would learn from each of them. So that gives you a better perspective. So when we were discussing earlier, when you are ready to get, to get married or be in a committed relationship and you're older, you're not going to waste time. Like, you know how to slide that representative to the side because no matter how old you are, you're always going to have that representative that you meet first. But mm-hmm. you can kind of see through it. Mm-hmm. You know, we may be an urbanist unfiltered podcast, but we will keep it above board. But mm-hmm. you can see past the, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And you can understand 
you know, what's what and, and what that person is really wanting out of this out of the relationship. So, yeah, with age uh, comes more baggage and, you know, possibly more responsibility. If you talk about kids into the bringing that into the relationship, I just think that it comes with a blessing also by having that more, you know, that wisdom that you didn't have when you were younger. Well, James, let Mm -hmm. me ask you this question. Okay. Do you think that your significant other Mm -hmm. can make you better? Let me clarify a little. You're dating someone, you know, they may go on to great things in life. Some people feel like, oh, I contributed to that. Right. But do you think that it's always reciprocated? Like, do you does everyone leave a relationship feeling like, so, oh, this person made me better? So you're talking about growth for the other person post relationship. Yeah. Wow, that's deep. Okay. Man, <clears throat> I've been talking. <laughs> You've been, been having conversations, right? Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Let me. Okay. The the short answer is it has to be yes. I, I think that's oh, I don't possible. Think so. You don't think? No, I think that, well, maybe I'm just being stubborn, but just thinking about all of my relationships, I definitely have seen um, one instance where they may have been better, but they didn't contribute they didn't anything to you. my life. So so uh, you're saying is it reciprocated both ways? Right. Oh, well, okay. Well, then no. I thought you were talking about one person. I think... If, if two people are together and they break up, one person can grow because of what happened mm-hmm. in that past relationship. Like I was so for me, grew up in Houston, uh, was raised in, uh, you know, the suburbs of it, went to school in Kentucky. And for, for me, I didn't know anything about the city, but through relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like I came to know the city of Houston. So that was a growth in, in one way that I didn't know. Because I, you know, hadn't been in that relationship previously. Moving out of that relationship, I did know more of the city. And stuff like that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll continue to use myself as an example. I've learned that I can be very uh, pushy. And really? It, yeah, I, I know it may come as a shock, no. but I can, <laughs> I can be very pushy and I have a way with words to where I can be extremely persuasive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but through through relationships and currently in my marriage, I've, I've learned how to be a better listener, mm-hmm. so, you know, slow to speak, you know, and slow to anger and, and quick to actually listen. So I've grown as a culmination of previous relationships and friendships as well mm-hmm. learn to be a better listener so that I can fully understand the situation before I start popping off you know and that that's helped me so I think you can grow but it depends on how much you paid attention in right. that relationship right if you just in it for one thing and then go and move on you ain't learning nothing you ain't you ain't growing it's kind of like what um well not really so I'm not gonna bring that I was gonna bring up Jay-Z's like you expect me to be the same person It'll work. I'm going to use it. When Jay-Z mentioned you can be one one way when you're younger, and how do you not expect me to grow That's true. when I got older? Like, so for a person in a relationship or any type, friendship, romantic relationship, whatever, if you're not growing because of that, mm-hmm. something's wrong with you, my friend. Mm. It ain't the other person. Well, ain't nothing wrong with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew. You did all the growing. I got you. Okay. No, nah, I mean, I, I do see your perspective, and yes, people grow. I just know that the conversation that I was having was specifically like, did this person help you 
get from point A to B mm-hmm. in a certain situation? And the answer is just, it was no then, it was no now, right. it's going to be forever no for that instance. I got you. And so sometimes I wonder if people, you know, think about that. I mean, of course we all want to walk away and say, and I do think that I try to be like this just in general. Oh, I've learned something from this situation. I'm a better mm-hmm. person from this situation. But sometimes, and again, back to this combo, thanks to my best friend, um, <laughs> Sometimes, unfortunately, and I'm thinking about her bae, sometimes those situations kind of end up scarring you a little bit. That's extremely real. So someone else can grow, but you can be scarred. And so, you know, you have to work on those things, practice mental health tips, Mm -hmm. practice things like that to to grow. Yeah. So your growth may not be immediate, but in the long run, I think that people always end up getting something from each situation. Yeah. That they're in. I mean, relationship wounds are, are very real, but when, once they're, once they're healed, I mean, you, some can say they never go away, mm-hmm. but it makes you stronger. Oh yeah. You know, and it, you don't see it when you're in the midst of it, but it makes you a better person because like, you know, what you like, what you don't like, oh, what yeah. you're going to put up with, what you ain't going to put up with, you know, and when, when you're tired, you're going to know you're tired because oh, yeah. of that situation. That's a good one. So while we're talking about kind of relationships and hurt and stuff like that, wanted to switch gears a little bit with uh, friendships. So how important is it to you to have a real friend while you're out there in the dating world? Oh, it's really important for me to have friends. Um, I have a tribe. Um, that's what I call them. No, I have a tribe and they're important to me. Most of the um, friends that I have, they're almost like family. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them I've known for 20 plus years mm-hmm. since we came out the womb. <laughs> um, and some of them I've just recently met and we just had an instant connection. Um, I will say that I don't, the people who are in my tribe know more obviously about me and the relationships that I have um, than other associates that I have mm-hmm. but I always try to find hold something sacred about the relationships that I am because one thing I learned about a tribe is that you can forgive your significant other but they'll always <laughs> remember so so is that does that work to your advantage or not because your friends let's say you moved on let's say you're in a you're in a relationship and something happens negatively and you and your significant other work through it but your friends remember and they start giving them the side eye every time they come oh, yeah. around. Is that a good thing though? So no. So it <clears throat> so the thing that I've learned because I've been in those situations was like you um you kinda have to know how to guard things and just deal with your household. I definitely learned about mm-hmm keeping your business to you and what happens in your household needs to stay in your household. Mm -hmm. But I also have seen how if your significant other knows who your tribe is and things like that, then sometimes it holds them accountable to not only prove themselves to you, but Mm -hmm. they know that they have a supportive community that they also have to prove themselves to. So, I mean, it can be good. It can be bad, but no, no, keep your business no, to yourself. <laughs> not, no, that's real. And, and actually, I think it would act as a safeguard because if I'm a if I'm a guy pr- pursuing, you know, pursuing a, a young woman who has a whole bunch of friends and family members, maybe brothers or cousins who are looking out for her best interests, that means I have to invest more time in them 
you know, which is an extension of you. Absolutely. So that's going to prevent me from messing up further down the line because I know if I'm, you know, messing messing around with you or messing around on you, I got a whole you tribe. You have to answer to a lot of exactly. people, right? And I, I, who got time for that? Right. So a, a smart a smart man would understand that. For me, um, with friends, you mentioned your tribe. I, I've kind of had one, one, one guy uh, at you know at a time, depending on where I'm at. I've got a you know a bunch of friends. I put them all on my wedding. What's up, fellas? So for me, I didn't get an invite. <laughs> we gonna talk about that offline. <laughs> for for me, it's extremely important as a man to have that that other solid dude with you. Like I um I'm gonna mess it up, and I'm forgive me for that. But in, in Bible study that I went to a, a while ago, it was important for a man to have a mentor, uh, a partner, and then a mentee. Mm-hmm. And and the point is. Uh, glean knowledge from someone above you who's already mm-hmm. been through it. Reach back and teach that young person the same lessons that you've taught, and then have that partner that you can go through it at the same time. So iron sharpens iron. On that note, I mean, I think that's the best part about friendship, right? So yeah. my tribe may be people who are ten and fifteen years older than me, twenty mm-hmm. years, same age. I've learned that. I mean, it's the basics of a friendship. We're going through the same stuff at the same time. So naturally, the relationships that I have with those particular people Mm -hmm. are going to be different than a relationship I have with someone who I may seek advice from. Right. Um, I have a cousin. She's very close to me. We don't talk Mm -hmm. often, but Mm -hmm. when when I really need advice, Mm -hmm. I'll call her and she's the one who really grounds me and helps me you know think about things in different ways so yeah i definitely agree with you is it um would you say it's difficult to maintain friendships with with other women or do you find it easy because you mentioned your friends that you've you've known for for 20 years Mm -hmm. you know my my wife has similar similar friends uh like that with that longevity um but i wonder is it easier to make new friends like as a woman or is it like my rider dies that's been with me since high school. They still with me and we don't make new friends. Is it like that? No, I mean I so I'm in a different situation because I moved from my hometown to a bigger city. Okay. And so for a year and a half I didn't really have friends and it right. was tough for me. Um, so I had to make new friends. And the okay. ones that I have here are definitely not people I've known for twenty years. Right. Um but I just had to make them. <laughs> Some of them I'm like, <laughs> Hey, you wanna be my friend? <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> but you know, most of them just occur over time. Um and yeah, the friends that I have now. I, I really like I've found that growing up I've had different pockets of friends. Okay. But over the holidays, um I have this dinner that I do the first of every January, um, New Year's Day dinner. I ain't get an invite. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's the time where I bring all my friends together because I want them to know, like, you know, we can all be supportive. Okay. So I think for women, as long as you are trying to create a culture of support, mm-hmm. then you can have as many friends as you want to. All right. So check it. This is normally the time in the podcast where we give you recommendations on either books, movies, other podcasts, whatever. And we're still going to do that. Oh, yeah. But we are in the midst of those wonderful crawdaddies. Oh, yeah. It's crawfish season. Oh, yeah. So we're going to give you a quick recommendations on where we can eat. Since I'm not the Louisianan, let me get mine out real quick. It's just one. 
I I have uh, verified this place is legit. It's called Boyle House. Oh yeah. I I think it's in the Heights. I actually it is in the Heights. Okay, so it's it's where we're at. I may stop off. I may not. I don't know. Thanks, Lathan, for the recommendation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Louisiana Queen. Oh yeah. <laughs> where, where where the crawfish at? Where they at? Well, anyone who knows me knows that there is one place that I like. I hope they're listening. I hope <laughs> sponsorship I can get right. Ooh. There's the water. water drop. We good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Y'all don't worry about that. That's just a bottle of water. Yeah. Um, I really hope that they are listening. There's a place in Pearland. It's called a Chafalaya Crawfish. Like That's like the bridge. Like the bridge. I know that bridge. I used to call it Alchafalfa. Right. <laughs> no, it's a Chafalaya. Got you. Crawfish. Uh huh. Formerly L.A. Crawfish Express. Really? The owner, not not that place. Okay, I'm, I'm listening now. I'm intrigued. The owner is from Plaquemine, Louisiana. His name is Matt. Okay. They have a Facebook page. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, ladies and gentlemen, you can enjoy the midweek special, $3.99 a pound. Are you kidding? For crawfish. What? Live crawfish is normally $2.99 a pound every day. And if you really want some good crawfish, if you don't feel like driving to Pearland, mm-hmm. but you want to pay somebody to boil you some, call me. Because <laughs> I started my own business called Sasebon. And if you want some crawfish, so, I can uh, boil it So what does that you. mean for the non-Creole folks in the building? What is that? That's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay. So uh, a chafalaya. A chafalaya. A, a chafalaya. Yes. And, and sasebon. Sasebon. Mm-hmm. Hit okay. me up on the urbanist. <laughs> <laughs> you want that quick meal deal? We talk prices later. <laughs> oh, I have my prices. Of course Trust you do. Me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. We just wanted to give y'all since, you know, we're we're in the midst of uh, crawfish season. So we wanted to make sure, you know, y'all out there eating good. So for me, so check it. Um, as you know, I am a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And right now on Netflix, they're coming out with a documentary or not documentary. It's a drama film, full length film uh, called Burning Sands. Excuse me. It comes out March 10th and I'm excited about it. I saw the trailer. It ruffled a few people's feathers. I know uh, some folks in the MPHC, they may not be with it. But this is a story, in my humble opinion, that needs to be told because this new generation of folks, um, they they need education. I'm not going to get into discretion and what should or should not be done. I, I really think it's important that if they if a young person is interested in joining uh, one of our black Greek letter organizations, that they have some context. There's plenty of books plenty of books out there that i i've read you know myself but let's be honest this is a new generation this is an instant gratification uh, group of young people in college or entering college and they need to be visually stimulated and and through film is, is our greatest medium so the netflix uh film is called burning sands it's a story about deep into a fraternity's hell week a favorite pledge is torn between honoring a code of silence or standing up against the intensifying violence of underground hazing go on youtube and check out that trailer and look for it in your netflix inbox 
I don't have one. You ain't got one? No. That's cool. We talked about crawfish, so we, I'm good. We did, so you good? <laughs> I'm looking right. at my time like, can I get <laughs> there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up so my wonderful co-host can get to that crawfish spot that she mentioned. If you have any questions, recommendations, anything like that, hit us up. You know where we're at, and we out. The Urbanist Unfiltered. Sights and sounds from the Urban League. Straight, Straight up, no, no chasing. chasing.